With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. Well, it's uh, one of those things that you don't really know when the drops are going to come, when certain things are going to take hold here <laughs> in the show. But it was pretty evident that last week, Dion Sanders was the prime suspect in the show takeover, both on the show and in social media. Would you agree? I would totally agree. I would also, I would also throw Ed Foley in there as well. He didn't take off to the degree on social media, but in my heart, at the very least, he he was he was a big part of it as well. You just never know when things are going to take off. But Dion, Ed Foley, now I hope they are mainstays on our on our pod. That's what my hope is. Yeah, I, I hope that as well. Should we go through some of these tweets that we received? Sure. This was just there was so much. Like, and look, I even put out a poll, which we'll get to. You know, are you done with Louie? And <laughs> <laughs> what a poll question. And they they were not. They were not done with Louie. Um, you know what? Aaron Schumacher, Nebraska Realty, Look sponsors at, wow. the polls. Look at you. And uh, we asked, will you now start using the word Louie? 52% said yes. <laughs> we also said, are you done with the Louie jokes or do you want more? 69% said more. So... It's with that that we read a few of these. These were sent in by, tweeted in by listeners. And um, there's really nothing else we could do except read these tweets. This is from Ryan Hat. UNK is bringing their own mascot. And it's Louie. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Uh, that was from Ryan. Louis the Loper, of course, is a great mascot there at UNK. There you go. Dan, Versailles to French feudal lords circa 1661. I'm bringing my own centralized monarchy-driven power structure. And it's Louis. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. Okay. Uh, Dan Beavers again, striking gold. Yep. Go on, jump in on that muffin, because I'm bringing my own granola bar, and it's chewy. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of, because I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie. <laughs> Here's uh, Red Arson. Red Arson, this was just a matter of, you know, a matter of time before this one was tweeted in. 
I'm bringing my own Anderson. And it's Louie. <laughs> I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. Very good. Uh, the, <laughs> it just they doesn't stop. Yes. Scott, go ahead and eat that last cookie because I'm bringing my own with me. And it's gooey. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. <laughs> Scott says, all right, last one. We already got dinner taken care of because I'm bringing my Chinese food with me. And it's chop suey. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Do you want a few more of these? I mean, they were these were tweeted in. Oh, no, I'm, there's yes. I'm looking at okay. like three or four other ones that are it's good. This is from Jared. Go ahead and jump on into that heart of rock and roll because I'm bringing my news with me, and it's Huey. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie. Okay. Mike B. I mean, this is such a reach, but I'll take it. We already got the library decimal system taken care of because we're bringing our own. Uh-oh. And it's Dewey. This is already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Oh, my God. Uh, scrolling through these, we got Gooey. We got, oh, jeez. Here's another different Chewy. Han brought his own muscle on the Millennial Falcon. And it's Chewy. Because <laughs> I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. Coley's. Read Coley's. Okay. 1984 Portland Trailblazers. We got a few positions already taken care of, so we're bringing in a sure thing with the number two. And it's Bowie. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. A Sam Bowie <sighs> reference. I, I just... I mean, Sam Bowie got worked into it. So good. So, I think that's enough, but... Um, <sighs> Those were great. Those are beyond great. So thank you very much for everyone who chipped in. Oh, wow. I mean, I just, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. It's just, I don't know whether to think we are all, we being all the Schick and Nick fam, if we're just stupid or if we are actually geniuses. I don't fully know the answer to that question, but I enjoyed that immensely. That was good. It was a lot of uh, a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we had that again. Uh, these poll questions are brought to you by Erin Schumacher. <laughs> she sets the gold standard in real estate, began her real estate career 15 years ago, and just brings great knowledge to areas like Omaha, Elkhorn, Gretna, Papillion, Springfield, Bennington Valley, Waterloo, and Utan Peninsula. Yep. You know what? Go ahead and hire her because she's bringing her knowledge with her, especially with Louis. Bill. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. Uh, consistently in the top 5% of agents in the Omaha metro area and surrounding cities, text or call Aaron Schumacher, 402-714-5539. It's amazing. Shouts out to Aaron Schumacher. These polls are fantastic. All right. They're, they're just they're amazing. They're amazing. What do you want? To, what else? Other than other than the 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 Deion Sanders Louie, what else is on your mind, my friend? I cannot believe that I'm staring out at the Las Vegas Strip and it is raining in Las Vegas. What? Wow! Right? 
You're there covering the Jays. They've yeah. had a good week. Yeah, they're doing some good things. They got they got a losing streak. They wish to get it back, but I'm also doing some good things. So, <laughs> you know, mm. it's so funny because Tyler McKinney, former Blue Jay, tweets yeah. after last night, "We're just not very good." And then, of course, someone responds with, "Yeah, you're not half, 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 half happy about that." I mean, I have he can't to, get away with it. He can't. I have to imagine. He said, like I said, he has texted before, and he is he's a fan of the show. I think he enjoys it. But you just know that there maybe are some moments where he's just not in the mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I couldn't. I'd have to imagine last night. And he has to know. He has to know that when he tweets. The Shikinik army is just waiting to reply with them. Now, hip, 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 hip. I'm not hip, 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 happy about that. <laughs> he really is unable to and should be disallowed and prevented from tweeting anything that has to do with his emotion. Yeah. Because he, they're just going to jump on it right away. Or really, even even if it was wouldn't even have to do with anything with his emotion, I feel like the Shikinik army would just find a way to insinuate of what he really wants to say and that he's not happy about that. But I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not happy, 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 happy about that. Gosh. Mm. Amazing. Gosh. But, yeah, so you're in Vegas. Yeah, uh, I'm in Vegas. It's raining. It's, it is raining, which is bizarre. And it is like, you know, like mid-40s. It's just not what you expect in Las Vegas. And Creighton is, is struggling. And I got one more game, Arizona State, Monday night. Blue Jays. So you know, I'm 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 trying I'm trying to power my way through it, my friend. Okay, that's what I'm doing here. Yep, you're doing uh doing the Lord's work out in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, doing what you can to stay upright. So we uh we do appreciate that. Yeah, not a lot uh, going no. on. I mean, the uh, certainly the Dion stuff has been uh, fun to watch. Yeah, the, uh, I do. Matt think... Rule stuff has yeah. been uh you know seeing him at halftime of the basketball game. I do think, and it's so hard to. It, it's it's amazing how we as fans, media, whoever, just like covering a team, being a fan of a team, how we assess a staff. And basically it comes down to if I have heard of you, I think you're a great hire. I think you're great. I, I have heard of you before. I think you're a great hire. But if if we have not heard of you, you might as well be the worst coach of all time. And so I think I, I do think there's a little bit of – there's a little bit of trepidation, consternation, and flusteration in the Huskin Nation when it comes to the annexation of the polarization of whether or not the nation understands whether or not to have some patience with rules staff. Thought you had like seven more. I, I did. I really felt like I stretched it out as long as I could. But no, I would say I think that the fans. It's been an interesting week for the for Husker fans. I think number one, they they were really flustered by retaining Rayola as the offensive line coach, which I can certainly understand. And then I just think people got there where they hear seven million dollars for an assistant coaching pool that that you you immediately get in your head that you, you know this is going to be just like the nineteen ninety two dream team of coaches you know and I think so far it's just not really landed that way and I don't even know how to assess it because it's because again I don't know who a lot of these guys are so I don't want to be disingenuous and act like I have a, a a lot of 
of information to back up how I feel one way or the other out of with it. What I mean, if you've, I'm sure you haven't been immersed in all of the hires, but like I guess the the Syracuse DC Smith, I liked him. Uh, Tony White or Tony White, sorry. Yeah, I liked him right away uh, because I, I, you know, I listen to different college football podcasts, and he's been getting a lot of love this season for what he was able to do with Syracuse, and um, you know, they're off. Their defensive rankings were okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a defense that. You know, wasn't very good previously. They improved, but you know, it's always hard to tell, right? Like, who'd you get from Syracuse? Oh, well, Syracuse isn't very good. Guess what they're doing that you're not bowling? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they are in the postseason. You are not, right? Their their attention is divided between recruiting and bowl prep. Yours is not just That's, recruiting, right? And even even to throughout this whole process, even for head coaching candidates, there have been like, like Lance Leipold would lose a couple of games and Husker fans would be like, not good enough. He's not even close to good enough. It's like, eh, he's going to a bowl at Kansas and Nebraska's not, you know, like, so there is a little bit of, of that, but I'm not sure who, I don't know if Husker fans, I mean, whenever I talked about wanting revenge, Jim Leonard as a defensive coordinator, I think it was always tongue in cheek and with the understanding that like Jim Leonard was not going to come be the defensive coordinator at Nebraska. So I don't know what major dream candidate was really out there. I think I, I think uh, when people see the 3-3-5 defense as well, I think people just get a little bit scared about, I, I would say this. And I'm still trying to get my, you know, sink my teeth into exactly how I feel about everything. I think it's hard right now because Rule goes to the press conference and and dude said all the right things of, hey, the way you win this thing is in the trenches, the offensive and defensive line. That's where we're going to build it. And you know, th- then he, you know, the he, he retains Rayola, which Nebraska's offensive line was as bad as it's been this year. Now, some of it might not be his fault. He, you know, he had a couple of injuries, different situations at at, at play there. Uh, and then the defensive line it, coach is is fairly inexperienced. And then the defensive coordinator runs a three three five. So I think there's just a little bit of like, okay, wait a minute, you said certain things. I don't know if some of those things back that up. So I, I think maybe some people are just a little. Uh, uh, can't quite put their arms around how to assess some of this stuff, but I don't know. That that's the sense I get. I would. I mean, the fans are a little flustered by all this. I would. That's my read on it. Understood. I mean, every every hire is going to be magnified, especially when you are. They could be a coaching staff anywhere else. Be like, okay, all right. I guess we'll see. But at Nebraska, it's who, what, and everyone does all the Wikipedia stuff and figures out who exactly these people are. And thinks, okay, they're going to run this, so we're going to be in trouble, or this doesn't make sense, or this is a square peg round hole, or you can't do this in the Big Ten. So, look, they referred to his defense in Syracuse as the mob defense. What more do you want? I mean, you know, what more do you want than a mob defense? That, that to me says, I mean, you know, people succumb to the mob all the time. You might as well, you might as well run it on defense. Might as well have it be your defensive coordinator. Succumb to the mob in the in the way you coordinate your defense. I completely agree. I like that. They think he's going to be a, a head coach someday. Uh, at least those who cover Syracuse, they believe he's, he'll be a head coach someday. So, again, this all comes down to: can you recruit, and who do you develop? Yeah, I mean that's well. Can you recruit? Who do you bring in? Because you know it's not like you're, you know, it's Syracuse. Are you bringing in top twenty classes? No, right. You're not at Nebraska. You have the ability to do that. You have more resources. You have more money. That is. Uh, driven by and, and put to the football program. So 
again, I, I don't take too much of any negatives uh, with this. It's got to be a wait and see, but in this day and age, you have to have an opinion. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I also think some of the – one of the things you hear all the time is, like, certain people complain, like, I don't want that coaching staff just to hire – his boys and hire his friends and who he knows. It's like, well, like in some ways, is that a fallacy that we all throw out there? Like, like show me a coach that has 10 assistant coaches that he has zero connection to, you know, like, I don't know anything about my O-line coach, my D-line coach, my linebacker coach, my tight end coach, my like everybody's you, you have to have some sort of connection at some point. Now I understand there might be a few people that you, you have interviewed and gone outside of your circle to go get, but I also kind of laugh at that notion that these, that I just don't want them to go out. They got to get outside of their circle. It's like, okay, when you say that, I hope you mean maybe for like a few guys, because I really find it hard to believe that there are a bunch of staffs out there where a head coach has gone outside of his circle for everyone, everybody on his staff. I just feel like we're creating a scenario that isn't realistic either. Yeah, you're not going to hire people that you haven't worked with or don't know. You know, you need to have chemistry on your staff. I mean, there's yes. that's a big part of it. You know, I mean, that's the it's like Bill Callahan hiring Cosgrove. He was a buddy. It didn't work out, right? But you know, Scott Frost hired a lot of people he knew too, right. and everyone loved it when it happened. I always gauge hires with how disappointed are the people that they're leaving, yep. that they're leaving. And those who cover Syracuse are really upset. Like, they're like tough loss, right? Tough loss made a huge difference. Tough loss. You read tweets. Right. This is just not good for Syracuse. And the fact is, he's re- what Matt Rule is hiring is guys who have been in charge of or have played big roles in recruiting. Right. That's all they have. Like, development key. Scheme, eh, I don't get as caught up in scheme and defensive scheme. I get caught up in who you have playing on that side of the ball. Because you can you can out-scheme all day long. If you don't have the athletes, who cares? Right. So I think, you know, he was Mountain West recruiter of the year a couple of times, top recruiter in the country for non-Power 5 schools, uh, anointed by rivals. I mean, you know, he could do it, and a lot of guys have done it uh, that are on this staff. So – that's really the first and foremost is you got to hire grinders, and that's what they've done. And I think to me, and it might sound you know like a non-football answer, but to me, scheme is very secondary. Yeah, I can't decide. Very back burner. Yeah, I, I know. Because I, on one hand, though, I also feel like I can't – I, I sometimes feel like I'm succumbing to that Big Ten, like it's different in the Big Ten, man. It's just <laughs> different. And I don't know if, if – how real that it, like I my my first I was like three three five that stuff may work in the ACC but this is the Big Ten now like eh, I don't know like do I have a effing clue how run fits would work in the three three five and whether it works or not I have no idea it might who knows but th- that's the only thing where I do wish I do feel like the Big Ten is probably the most unique league in that it's just. It's, it seems like it is a different world than most. It deals with more weather. It deals. It seems like you have more. There are more 13 to 6 games with 80 punts and nothing but running the ball and ball control stuff. You know, like I do think that's that is all real. So there is there was a part of me that was hoping that somewhere in the staff rule would have someone that has some Big Ten experience. But again, I don't know if I'm already 10 years into being in the Big Ten in terms of covering it with Nebraska, like if I have started to chug that Big Ten Kool-Aid and be like, it's a different world here, man. You don't understand how crazy it is in the Big Ten. Well, 
here's the good thing is you can watch the three, three, five against the big 10 of the national semifinal with TCU and Michigan. There you go. Get a look. Yes. Get a look and, and see how it goes. See what it looks like when you have decent talent. TCU is not elite level talent, but they got some good players on that side of the ball. See what a three, three, five looks like against one of the best, if not the best offensive lines in the country. Right. So there'll be, I don't know what kind of, what you'll be able to glean from it, but at least you can watch and see what a defense that if that's what white's going to run, at least what they do. I do think, uh, you know, our, our good pal, John Bishop and, and Josh Peterson, shouts out to those guys. John has talked about this, that I do think there is a little bit of, of kind of neighbor envy, neighbor being Colorado, mm-hmm. where some fans are peeking over their, yeah, I'm stealing John's whole thing here, peeking over their yard and looking over at, you know, Dion, and he hires some a staff that's a little more star-studded. And and all those like at least staffs that you know coaches that you've heard of and whatnot and so I think there's also a little bit of that because never forget Colorado is even though they're in different conferences now and they don't they haven't played every year and all that there's still that still is a rival so I do wonder if on some some subconscious level they're like the Dion envy has infiltrated where how Huskers are how the Husker fans are kind of viewing things too. I think that's that's a legit thought from Mr. Bishop. I don't disagree. And the rule thing, it, it kind of stole the headlines. Yes. Dion stole the headlines. I mean, Rule was hired on a Monday. Dion was announced the following Sunday. So you had six day runway and then it's all Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. It's all prime. And you know, what does that mean? I mean, there's no question that people are going to be looking like here on National Signing Day. How quickly does Dion bump up in the recruiting rankings? You know, where did they start and where do they finish here? And how does that compare to, to rule? Not that they're going to be, you know, competing for division championships together, but they're going to see each other on the field. And it's, you know, former neighbors, like yep. you said. Yep. Former next door neighbors now separated by a gated community, but they're still uh, still in the same zip code. It'd be interesting to see what that looks like. But the Dion stuff has just been – it's really been amazing to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and he you can see the Barstool impact. Uh, he's yep. got the relationship with Barstool. He's raiding one of the breakfast stops, and he's just he, – he and Matt Rule, like I've said, are both high on social media. They both love it. They both live in it. They both tweet a lot, and – um, they're both trying to rebuild and rebrand the brand. Because so. yeah, was Dion doing a pod for Barstool for a I little bit? I think he was. Okay. I think he was. Because yeah. that, that's the connection. Because that, and, you know, you can poo poo Barstool all you want. I don't know why you would. I mean, they're, you know, massive. Oh, yeah. And they got a huge following. And, you, you know, everybody that's a fan of Barstool is going to support Dion. So, and that's a lot of. That's a lot of people on social media. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – I even thought I saw yeah, that Dan Portnoy talked about – Dave Portnoy talked about going out for – I think I, – I guarantee you Barstool's out in Boulder for Nebraska-Colorado week two next year. Guarantee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if ESPN game day's out there. Right. It doesn't matter if they're both 0-1. It truly doesn't. No. It doesn't matter. There's not going to be a ranking next to either of their names. It, one of Big Noon kickoff or – game day will be there someone said that Bama Texas might be that same day so that could draw one of the that that could I don't know game day might be there but you better believe that's a big that's probably I haven't looked at all the slate of week two of next year pardon me but I gotta assume that that prime's home you know prime Nebraska rule 
Colorado, like that's going to be a huge game. Huge. Be great to see. Um, and I hope I can uh, get out there for that. Is Matt shit going to be out there? That's the big question. As a reminder, if you do go out there and you're traveling from Nebraska, just bring your spare tire. You know, just <laughs> just want to make sure that you have that yeah. in case something might go awry. You know, you just you just never know. You just don't know. Uh, I did receive this, and again, it was part of the polls, but Paige went to a Nebraska basketball game, and she had a, you know, Fairbury hot dog. Of course she did. So what do you expect her to say? She has a video of herself holding the hot dog with the basketball court in the background and says this. Nothing goes better with basketball than Fairbury. Okay. Now, when you watch the video... She doesn't show the hot dog inside. She shows you can you see the outside of the wrapper and you I'm see some ketchup yeah. on the inside of the wrapper. And she immediately got belittled for not showing the mustard. So we did put a question. Someone said it should be a prerequisite that you show how much mustard <laughs> is on there. Uh, Brent said this quote. I feel like it should now be a prerequisite to show how much mustard is on the dog when posting a video like this. So we said on the poll, should it now be a prerequisite to show how much mustard is on the dog when posting a Fairbury video at Husker Sporting Events? 91% said yes. 91%. Paige responded with, it was ketchup and it was so little, I was worried about the internet blowback of the amount, so I didn't show it. We're in people's heads now. Really bad. Now, Uncle Joe Scanlon said ketchup and no mustard, and she and he was irate. Paige responds, the dispenser wouldn't work, Uncle Joe. Otherwise, it would, I would have gotten some. All caps. Hashtag all the sports. Hashtag all the condiments. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. So, so we posted a Twitter poll. Do you believe, Paige, that the mustard dispenser didn't work? Oh, my gosh. 70, 71% said no. They don't believe Paige. Well, here's the thing. I'm not only disappointed in the lack of, of visual confirmation of, of mustard. We don't even see the Fairberry hot dog, period. We see that right, at this right. point. I don't know. I don't want to go all tinfoil hat conspiracy, Nick, here. <laughs> Are we totally sure that there was a hot dog inside that Fairberry wrapper? Okay? Right, Do not right. tease us. I want to see the hot dog and the mustard. I want to see it all. We know nothing about it. Nothing. We know nothing, nothing. about the Fairberry hot dog ah. that could or could not be in the wrapper. Nothing goes better with Husker sports than Fairberry. Thank you, Matt. Well, Paige, I don't, I mean, put it on a poll. Did Paige have a good experience with putting herself out there now? I mean, yeah, you know, like she, all she's trying to do is just, you know, keep, keep the show going in everybody's thoughts, even in, in conversation and, and kind of just questioned everything she's done. We questioned her lack of mustard. We questioned her honesty about the condiment ability of the dispenser. Like, I don't know. Did Paige have a positive experience with this? We don't it's want to like dis people, discourage people. Yeah, it's like people, people are saying, if you're going to do it, do it right. And they don't feel like she did it right. Yeah, so they're, they're killing her for it. Yeah. That's really too bad. It is too bad. Sorry, Paige. But, you know, I guess if, you, if you're if you going to do it, you got to do it right. Okay? Yeah. If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Come strong or don't come at all, That's right? It. That's what they say. That is it. That is it. Uh, 
are Matt Foley and Ed Foley the same person? 82% said yes. If you, if you were an 18-year-old recruit, who would you rather play for, Ed Foley or Deion Sanders? Now, I did vote on that one. I try to I try to exclude myself from certain polls, like Kirk Herbstreet and telling who's going to win the game because he's calling the game. I did vote on that one. I went with Ed Foley on that one. Well, so did 59% of people. Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> the, Ed Foley, the Ed Foley stuff. Uh, someone had tweeted it and saying that they were crying. People thought they were having a medical emergency. They were laughing so hard about Ed Foley. And the, I don't know if we're going to play well, but I know we'll play hard. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. Ah, that's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. It's great. There's nothing better than that. That is my favorite thing in the world. It just warms my heart. Oh, man. So good. I want more. I want more Foley in my life. It's my favorite coach by a mile. It's not even close. We're going to put this podcast together. We're going to get Chick and Nick. We're going to find out how good this podcast is. And we're going to find out about Duke, and we're going to find out about Temple, and we're going to find out about which one of those football clubs wants to hit each other harder and longer. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ed. Sheesh. All right, Ed. All right. Uh, by the way, I mean yeah. – it was. It made the the you know, the our, our Twitter rundown here. Trev Alberts just beaming with pride and and how proud he is once again. I mean, how about the black shirts emerging in a very unforeseen way? He goes out and gives a couple of Nebraska basketball players yeah. uh, honorary black shirts. Yep, Jawan Gary, Emmanuel Bandamel are now black shirts. Garrett Nelson apparently is not, which is unfortunate at this point. <laughs> he went out and gave it to him, and in the video, you know, they come into the office, and he couldn't stop saying how proud he was of them. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got it? Give it to me. I want it. Yep, here we go. First of all, I want to tell you guys how proud I am of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for how hard you've worked going through a lot and all this adversity and i can't begin to tell you how proud i am of you i mean there's no reason for him to say the exact same things but he said it's a nebraska ball they yeah. those players. at this point he's a robot he's a paul rhodes robot <laughs> that was it i thought um when he gives those black shirts out i was like oh, wait a second here you're a black shirt and you're handing out these black shirts to basketball players yeah like, these are <laughs> like, I I mean, I think that just shows you just how bad the defense was. I, I don't know. I don't want to be. I mean, because like I was listening to. I mean, to, how bad the Husker football defense was. Right. The fact is, look, we got all these black shirts sitting around here. Let's give it to Nebraska ball. I honestly, I don't want to. I mean, because it's all fun and fine. And you're, you know, it's a nice way to reward the basketball program and give them a little shine and all that stuff. But, I, you know, I was listening to, I think it might have been Terrell Farley was talking about it on 93.7 The Ticket, that he was, like, actually, like, wildly offended by this and all that. And I don't know if I want to go that far. But it does it does put the black – the black shirts are on life support. And someone just walked in there and, like, ripped the IV out just for a second. Like, ooh, oh, boy. this I mean, it feels like the it, the black shirts tradition is in as weird of a place as it's ever been. It is at the point – were Jawan Gary and Emmanuel Bandamel, two first-year transfers who have played 
10 games at Nebraska have black shirts and nobody on the defense this year had a black shirt at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like where, where, where's this tradition heading? I don't know. And then if you're going to give it to the Nebraska ball team on the men's side, well, what if the women have a good game? See, and you know, even what about the, the volleyball the team? Volleyball team, that's right. I mean, you get up there and and you know, defend a net as they say in the volleyball world. I think that's what they say. You know, you get up there and and <laughs> matumbo a bunch of things. Like, you probably got to hand out some black shirts. I want Trev to just get like so, just hand out black shirts with everything. You know, like just hand everybody a black shirt except for the f- football team. Make ever make the football team so upset that they don't have it. Maybe that's maybe that's the whole plan. I'm not totally right. sure. Or hand out so many of them that the whole country has them and <laughs> nobody really cares about it anymore. Yeah. They're so devalued that it's off of Matt Rule's radar. Maybe that's what it's maybe not, that's what it is. That's something he has to worry about. I don't I really wonder. I I wonder what the I wonder what Matt Rule will do with the black shirts tradition, what that'll look like next year. I don't know. Because when I saw that video, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Oh, I think yeah, people yeah. can't necessarily don't. I mean, try to not be too cynical about everything. But I think it's a, a creative idea. But when I saw that, I was like, ooh! I knew immediately. I'm like, this isn't going to go over well with certain people. We'll see. Coach Matt Rule, when will you announce the recipients of those well-earned black shirts? When will you announce the recipients of those well-earned black shirts? You know, say, what difference does it make? They're at the bookstore. Go buy them. That's over it. There. That's it. That is it. Over there. We'll hand them out. Yeah. Hand them out some other time. Quick time out here from the Chicken Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment farm machinery trucks and trailers in fact customers can get loans for up to five hundred thousand dollars with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome fifth wheel or utility vehicle all you got to do just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options it's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. Anything else? Well, Anything I, else we got to tackle here? Can I give uh, you two thoughts that I, just, I have not been able to share with people, but I've just been on my brain? I've not watched a ton of World Cup, but there have been a few moments I've glanced and and watched a little bit of it. Two comments with with the World Cup. Number one, is it a prerequisite that you have an incredible head of hair, an incredible hairline, to be a, a a professional soccer player? Like if you watch the World Cup, everybody's got an incredible head of hair, just incredible. You don't find one great soccer player that doesn't have like a cool ass haircut with a great hairline, and it's full and it's flowing. Even Uncle Jesse'd be like, "Have mercy." <laughs> Nothing goes better with the World Cup than a good hairline. Nothing goes better with Husker sports than Fairbury. <laughs> and I will say, watching soccer is watching the World Cup, watching any game is a bizarre experience because you watch it and you become. It's like you're looking in the sky waiting for a shooting star 
and you're like, I got, I got to keep staring at this because the second I look away, it's going right. to happen, and I'm going to miss it. And so it's this weird thing where you watch. I, I get sucked into watching. I'm like, I'm going to watch two seconds of this, and then you're like, okay, well, there's got to be a goal soon here. I've watched for five minutes. What's another five minutes? Okay, well, no, it's another five minutes. I can't look away. If I look away and I they score, I'm going to be so mad. It's just a weird it, – it grabs you in a bad way. We're like, oh, God, now I'm into this for 90 minutes because I want to see one goal. Because you just know the second you look away, it's going to happen. There's my thought. I watched 28 seconds of the World Cup so far, and it was when I found out that the United States was about to get a draw with England or whatever it was, or, or the win over Iran. I can't remember – it was one of those two. It was I forget the name of the, the country. I apologize. <sighs> no, it wasn't Iraq. It was Iran. I apologize. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, I was thinking it was uh, Montana, and I was thinking, I want to say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. It was one of the non-conference games. I forget the name of the team. I apologize. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. <laughs> That's who you just were, by the way. You, you know, I just couldn't. I can't. Uh, I know a lot of soccer, soccer people will tell you, you know, the goals are fine, but it's everything else that happens. That's awesome. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not belittling it. I'm going to disagree with that. That is one but of the goals. I will also say that um, there is something about, guy. you know, when you watch your team play, your team win. You know, you, you get bragging rights at work, or it's like my team. Like, I'm a Bills fan, and I can kind of trash talk. When you're all rooting for the same team. You're out on it? Kind of takes the fun out of it. Okay. Yeah, because you're not going to go trash talk all your, you know. Like, for instance. You're let's I- just say. Let's just say <laughs> people at ESPN, let, you know. It's not going to happen. That's right. Let's just say we had an all-star team of college football players. And, you know, we're going to go play England footballers. You're like, hey, let's go. We win. We win. And it's great. And it's like, and then you go to work or you're with the buddies. Like, hey, we won. Like, hey. all right. Yeah. You know, like a trash talk is a great part of it. You know, it's a great part of it. I'm not going overseas anytime soon or no. else maybe, maybe then I'd be, I'd be able to, you know, go over to an Irish pub and <laughs> little belittle others for our accomplishments. But, you know, in my little neck of the woods, I mean, I'm a Bills fan. My youngest son's a Chiefs fan, and we go at it, and that's fun. But for both rooting for America, it's like, yeah, we won. All right, well, that's the end of that conversation. Yeah, I can understand that. So you want a little bit of the 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 back and forth that comes along with sports with the uh, with the opposing fan base. That's what you're looking for out of this whole thing. That's correct. Okay. Well then, that's yeah. Right. Then soccer's not for you. I, I, no, I, I can tell you that. Not. I just I find myself just in a rivalry. I, I am just captivated by everybody's head of hair. Uh, and I I just find myself with zero desire to actually watch. But when I do watch for two seconds, I'm like, well, crap. I mean, I've just invested two seconds. What's another two seconds? A goal's got to be coming. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. It is because you just know when you look away, it's going to happen. And it's just like, well, then, you, then you're just your day's ruined. It's not good at all. Agreed. I, uh, it's funny because we I saw um – the uh, Bud Crawford fight yeah, last night. Saw the highlights of that, and I was surprised. KETV put out my story that I did yeah. years ago with myself and Bud Crawford, and he was—I think he was 16, maybe younger. I was obviously 11. Like I, 
like if you watch your mom the story, dropped you off for the story. My mom dropped me off at the uh, boxing club. Call me when you're done with Bud. <laughs> and uh, it was a fun, it was a fun story. Like oh, yeah. you do a story like that, you have no idea who's going to become a what. Like oh, I'm just filling time. Who's this kid? Okay, Terrence Bud Crawford. He's supposed to be good. All right, fine. I'm just here to fill three minutes, and hopefully it's fun. Hopefully people get enjoy it, enjoy it, and I can meet some people. And I got to meet Bud, and it was just a great time. But then, you know, the kid becomes a grown man and one of the best boxers in the world. Oh, yeah. You go, my goodness. You... So every time he's in the ring, I'm like, man, I can't believe I was at a boxing club. It was just him and me, and he's reading these lines, and we're, you know, having the greatest time any two guys have ever had. I know. But you know what's amazing about you is you kind of got, like, think of all the, your little, your, your, your fun stories. Zach Taylor did a fun one with him. That's he goes right. on to be a, a coach that leads the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. Bud Crawford goes on to be a you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time. Me, I went on to call a couple of Butler basketball games. I mean, that's not bad, right? Like, who else is on your list of people you've done stories with that is... Carl Fence went on to do some good things. He has some other things that we should get back to. For most of he's doing some good things. But who, who, Yeah, Bo, Carl... Um... The whole 2006 well, Bo, defense. Bo, Bo Rude. Bo Rude. Bo Rude yep. Went on to do a great podcast with you. Yes. He, you know. Wine pod. Um, <laughs> you know, Danny Busboom Kelly. Yep. Formerly Danny Busboom. She's got Louisville headed to Omaha. And, you know, she's married to the former long snapper, Lane Kelly. I did a story with him. <laughs> he and I went grocery shopping one That's time, amazing. and he was snapping every he was snapping everything through his legs. I got to find that story. This that would be actually good. a good time to do that. that. Congrats to Danny Busboom Kelly and Louisville making it to Omaha in the Final Four. Did you know Danny's husband is Lane Kelly? And did you know I did a story out? Here's me. See, you know, that's what that's yes. really what it's. That's about. what Twitter can be. You, there's some people won't name names. There's some people that will always find a way to, for to make something about them in a tweet. Then you oh. can you can do that with with Louisville volleyball going to the yeah. Final Four. You could somehow make that. that about you. So good luck yeah, with I, finding I, that. Yeah, it's, it's Facebook is the same way. It's like, hey, we just did this, and then someone's always posting, hey, we did that last year. It's like, ah, I don't care. I don't care. Let me what have my you moment. Did. Okay? This is about me. This is my, my Let life. me have my moment. Hey, we're all sick here. Oh yeah, we had that same illness. <laughs> okay. What? All right. Okay. Be That's honest. Enough. Name the with. I, do do we have? Did anybody just not really? You know, you did a, a fun story with them, and they just they never really rose to to like prominence. I mean, is there something? But the, Sam but, Keller. Yeah. What'd you do but with he's Sam? Involved with How the did EA you lawsuit? The EA Sports. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's lawsuit. fame in and of itself. But what what was the little bit with him? I'm blanking on it now. Was there he some had, little? Uh, he wore his. Uh, he had that sleeve. Oh yeah. That see, I enjoy so, that. Yep. Yeah, we did a story on everything that he keeps up his sleeve. He's got some up his sleeve. He's you know emptying car keys and yeah, uh, I like Kleenex. That. And I like that <laughs> tissue. So he had a lot of stuff up there. I did. Um, what else did I do? I did. Oh, I did the uh, the the slow mo defense, which was uh, one of the stories that I can't find anywhere. And I, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. But Adam Carricker uh, was in that. Ola Daganduro was oh, in yeah. there. Um, I did a story on Jordan Congdon and how great of how strong of a kicker he was. And I remember this was in August, and he would kick it from the opposite ten, and then with creative editing. 
I would run. <laughs> you wouldn't. We were going to edit it out, and I would run and throw the ball into the net from the other ten, and it looked like he was kicking a ninety-yard field goal. <laughs> and we we're like, "Hey, show us how thick your leg is." And then we had Adam Carricker like lift up his leg. Right. And so we were, oh, you know, so we were going to edit it all together, and uh, the story never aired because Jordan Cognitive was not good. Well, like he had a terrible season. He was missing. All these chip shots. I'm like, well, this story will never air. Well, kept, or kept or was it, it a chi- was it a chicken or the egg? Did he have a bad year because you didn't publish it? If he would have published it, would he have had a good year? That's something you got to think about. Or did he have a bad year because he knew it was coming? Did, yeah, was, you just don't know. But you have a pretty outside of Congdon, you get a pretty good track record of like who Mike you've Stunts. Done. Yes, Mike Stunts did a story with him as he denigrated uh, <laughs> Casey Kasem Stadium, is what he referred it to as Floyd Casey Stadium, but he called it Casey Kasem Stadium for where the Baylor Bears played. Right, like so right. I had to dig some of these. Uh, I know. I'm just saying. I just was when I saw that Bud Crawford yeah. one. I was like, man, because we're off the heels of we we you brought the Zach Taylor one back. I'm like, this guy has kind of had like the 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 magic touch with people catching them at a, early on in their career, do a fun little story with them, and then they go on to amazing things. So I'm impressed. I appreciate it. my my favorite my personal favorites were the uh, when I would go to the uh, the bracket buster game, and I did a story because those games were late at night. Oh, yeah. uh, it was like one bracket buster and like tipped at ten o'clock or something, yeah. and I did a story and I and I shot the story weeks prior, knowing I was going to do it, and interviewed kids, young kids, and had them weigh in on just <laughs> the the late tip time and how much they didn't like it. And I remember. Giving lines to these like seven year olds, eight year olds, oh, six year olds. And I was like, What do you think about this late tip time for this game? And one of the kids said, This is just another example of the man keeping us down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a straight to me, it's perfect. Oh. And you know, you just edit all these things together and it just looks like an actual legitimate story. Right. right. So anyway, those those were always uh, those were always fun to do. But I'll have to try and find a way to to, to pi- stockpile some of these and just put them out there when it's best for me. You know, it's really yes. about me. Just keep them in the hopper and then find a way. You should just make this your life goal now. To anytime anything happens that has no- have nothing to do with you, you post one of your stories and find a way to connect it to you. That's your <laughs> that's the new thing. Okay, that's the new thing for you. Congrats on Caleb Williams winning the Heisman. My story on on oh, little my... kids upset with the tip time for the bracket buster. That's right. You know, yeah. Caleb Williams said, "I can't have it all. I have the Heisman, but I'm not in the playoffs." Speaking of can't have it at all, little kids excited to go to a basketball game, but don't like the tip time. Here's my story from 15 years ago. <laughs> That's what you need to know. That's the way to do it. That's the way social media works. That's it. Uh, I think that's it for us. I don't know if the I don't know if this pod's good, but I think I think we we went hard. I don't know if this pod's good, but I know that this pod's hard. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Tyler, what'd you think of the pod? I'm not happy about that. Sick and Nick. Yeah. Sick and Nick. Yeah. Sick and Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.